Hello, this is Robert Rickover. I'm an Alexander Technique teacher in Lincoln, Nebraska. I teach in Toronto, Canada. And my guest today is Angela Bradshaw, who is a teacher in Woking, Surrey. Did I get that right, Angela? You did. Yes, Woking, you did. Surrey, the United <laughs> Kingdom. And we're going to talk today about Angela's experience working with uh, doing distance learning. And she's going to have some suggestions for teachers who are thinking about doing it. Angela, welcome. Good Thank to you talk so to much. you. It's so nice to be here, and thanks for inviting me. And good to talk about this important subject. <laughs> it is a, right now. It is a crucial subject, yeah. I would say, and probably yeah. will be for for a while. So uh, you've been a teacher for what, 10 years, I think. That's right, yeah. And, yeah. and I assume that when you first started teaching, you were doing in-person sessions. Yeah, primarily. very much so, yeah. So uh, when did you start expo exploring Zoom? Excuse me. Zoom, that's okay. <laughs> um, so I, I was invited or asked if I could teach a group of sonographers, medical ultrasound practitioners, which is my own background. Um, in Nova Scotia and um, we looked into the um, the costs of flying there to do an in-person workshop and they were it was just too much yeah. so we uh, came to the idea that maybe we could do it online do some webinars um, mm -hmm. and that's what we did and it, it was really successful so this was in um, 2016 and uh -huh. um, we did hour-long webinars each month for four months um, in a study afternoon that they had available. Um, they, like me, when I was practicing as a sonographer, there's a lot of um, work-related musculoskeletal disorders and repetitive mm -hmm. strain injuries. And so um, they were experiencing all of those and wanted to help themselves learn how to avoid injury and keep health and well-being up in clinical practice so um it was it was great to have this um really successful um four month but one hour a month um series of webinars um and i think a bit like ariel was saying when you talk to her um it was great to use um a presentation as part of the um as part of the lesson Mm -hmm. to help keep um it was 15 in that group and it helped to keep attention and pace the um you know the way the lesson went and keep everyone's um learning style accommodated so it was there was some visual content there was some experiential movement activities mm -hmm. um and then i always included a semi-supine um as part of the session um which was very welcome and really successful and um so i was so pleased with that group of 15 that i decided to offer some small in um webinars for individual sonographers from anywhere in the world um, if they wanted to learn how to keep their health and well-being going and um, so i did a few small groups too up to five um, when i was mm -hmm. working on my own um, I thought that was a nice number to keep um, right. so that I could observe everyone um, well enough. But I guess that was at the beginning of my um, experiences. So you don't know how it's going to go and how people will receive um, the information. Um, but yeah, I, I liked working with up to a group of 15. That was perhaps big enough in one sitting. 
I know perhaps Ariel would disagree because she's done hundreds. <laughs> she went to a couple of hundreds, 200 yeah. plus. Yeah. Yeah. So what um, w w I want to, you, you're also doing one-on-one -on -one online sessions, yes. right? So yes. We, we can yeah. get to that in a minute. So mm -hmm. I'd like to ask you just for people uh, who might get a request like you did um, mm -hmm. or who are just interested in working with groups of students, what would be some general pieces of advice apart from learning how to use Zoom, I guess, mm -hmm. and yeah. screen share functions, and uh, I guess with a larger group, small group breakouts, but it sounds like your groups were, were uh, you didn't, were not, the ones you're teaching now are not that big, but still, what, 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 what sort of general advice would you give to someone who gets a request or, and they've never they've never taught online never before, done it before ever yeah i i I'll, I'll explain what i did so i got the request and then thought help i've never done this before how will it yeah. work and i've got to look competent before i even you know um, agreed to doing it um so i had um i had my husband in one room and uh -huh. me in another <laughs> just uh -huh. thought right let's play so um got my account on Zoom and then just thought, okay, let's start a meeting and see um, what the sound is like, how, you know, am I heard, what my background is like, the lighting mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and, and how, how to share, you know, so I didn't want to look like I was fumbling around with, um, you know, the buttons, so to speak. Um, right. So, and it, it's very straightforward and simple. So it, I really simply and quickly realized this was going to be totally straightforward um so that yeah, yeah and that that's echoes, how I did you know that does echo a lot of other teachers experiences with distance learning in general that they're often shocked at how effective it is yeah yeah really and that's that i like what you said you 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 got your husband to help out now someone else maybe they would get a friend or yeah. maybe one of their students or someone mm -hmm. and just experiment with, yes. do some experimental sessions that are not you know no no high stakes involved yes yeah exactly so ba ba backgrounds good you need i suppose you want to tell people about background lighting a little bit yes yeah and where they position themselves because you know often people put themselves um in front of the window so that they're in, in silhouette you, you know not a so good often idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so <laughs> often even when you yeah. say have a window in front of you often <laughs> they have it behind them <laughs> yeah um things That's like probably that the single single most important bit of advice in in terms of lighting have lots of yes. light coming at yes. you um, yes not from behind you um mm -hmm. is there anything else you want to say about group teaching before we get to in-person teaching um just don't be afraid you know it's and if if you have a group hosted um by a single organizer what i did with my um joanne chapman in nova scotia was we had a we had a little trial run as well ahead of the start date i said Let, let's set up 10 minutes make sure everything's working you're actually yep. in the conference room let's try it and if there's any glitches we find out before the group is wanting to start learning so we did that we found a few glitches um mm -hmm. and and they were easily sorted out without the pressure of you know we're eating into the the learning time 
So I would always recommend that. And it doesn't take very long. It's just well worth doing. That's very good advice. And did did uh, did she act as a bit of a moderator for the class? Um, she did actually. That was quite nice to have her in charge of her team. I mean, it was her team, um, mm -hmm. so it was quite nice to have two of us in charge. If you see what I mean, so yeah. she could she could handle the technical issues at their end because obviously right. I'm not being present and you know so far away I couldn't do anything about any issues that would come up there. Um, mm -hmm. So it was really nice to have two in charge to collaborate and work well together and lead together. Yeah. Right, right. So now you're also teaching one-on-one -on -one, one -on -one sessions. Yes. And what's been your general experience with that as compared to private sessions? In person, in person. Um, yeah. it's been great. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I mean, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't planned or prepared for, um, the pandemic hit and the school that I work or two schools I work at just immediately closed. And one of them just went everything immediately online. And so I was so pleased to have had that previous experience because I wasn't scared. And I just thought, right. that's fine. It was a different platform. They use Microsoft Teams at Wellington College. Um, okay. But again, it was quite, I, 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 um, I asked one of my colleagues, can I have a trial with you before I go to a lesson? Because I've not used the platform. Again, it was really easy and very straightforward. And um, if you have any young people, young teenagers in your life, they're often really quick and savvy at you know how to use you know any of these platforms. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was very it was really great actually. And in fact, one of the music teachers said, if you have a problem, your student will be able to help you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yes. Yeah. So um, so we moved quickly onto teaching online, and it was it was I would. I would say it was seamless because everyone knew each other. So we already had a relationship and we already had trust and it was just a, a, almost a novelty to begin with. Like, you know, Ooh, let's, mm -hmm. let's use this platform and see how Alexander's technique um, translates online. And, you know, it's, it just is so perfect because it, it's almost in the same way that the man himself learned, isn't it? With, observation and experiential work and 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 develop so much more independent way of learning much more quickly i feel um yeah that's something that i i started noticing right away myself I'm mm. primarily doing one-on-one -on -one sessions mm. that uh it's it's just totally clear to both the student and the teacher that this is a learning process and that's as a student, you've got to take responsibility for experimenting, doing doing some work on your own. It's not mm -hmm. you're not going to just get it through a teacher's hand. So yes, yeah. yeah. What what would you say? Uh, because there are, there are teachers out there who feel very deeply that without hands-on help. It's not really the Alexander technique and or it's just not going to be as good. What, what, what would you say to them? I know that people do have that view. Um, I would say that, well, Alexander himself worked without hands for 20 years. Um, so, 
<laughs> yeah, there is that. <laughs> and that hands-on only came about through his frustration when he couldn't he couldn't communicate what he was right. meaning or that or the person couldn't receive it in the way right. he was meaning. Um, and you know, I I I've I've done some. Um, I'm in the middle of a second course with Penelope Easton. She's done some online training toolkit, um, a ten-week course, um, and I'm now doing her advanced course. That's really helped. Um, sort of enhance my ability to articulate the work from afar if we like um i i wouldn't i wouldn't share the opinion that it's not the alexander technique for me it's even more authentic and um we just have to get better and um more articulate in the in our communications um to our students um it's definitely just, possible. Just to be yeah. devil's advocate here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that people who have that view that we mm -hmm. were just talking about will say is, well, how can the student get the kinesthetic experience mm -hmm. that you can give them with your hands? That's mm -hmm. a question that comes up a lot. A lot I have yes. my answer to it, but I'd like to hear your answer you to mind. that. Um so well, when when you're working online with a student, I always ask them, you know, what what are you what are you experiencing? So, I'm and and it's not always easy to begin with because students, especially teenagers, aren't used to being asked, <laughs> what are <Right>. your thoughts? <laughs> and you know, you sort of have to develop trust that it's not a trick question. Um, you know, I'm genuinely asking you what you're noticing and can you describe to me what you're noticing? Um, so once they get into this um, um, ability and they become more skilled at being able to tell you what they're experiencing in terms of sensation or, you know, feelings of lightness or heaviness or um, then, you know, then I can really see progress in them. So it's, it's a different way. Of course, it's not the same as hands-on. Um, it's different, but it, it's for me. It's it's almost more effective. Yeah. More effective. I, well, that's been my yeah. experience. In general, yeah. people who have online classes with me need fewer sessions to get to a given point. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. in terms of that argument about kinesthetic experience, well, they can get it by. For example, if you teach them an Alexander direction and that changes the way they move, they're certainly going to get a kinesthetic experience yes, from yeah. that. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I was going again, to ask you, yeah. um, could I could I read something out? I, I've asked my students at Wellington College who um, they'd had they'd all had one-on-one -on -one hands-on lessons mm -hmm. with me, and then right. we transitioned to online. And I yep. thought I'm going to ask them what what what's your experience? How is it different? Oh, excellent! Yeah, um, let's hear it. Could I read a couple? So they're just yeah, very please. short. So one 14 year old, um, he said, Alexander lessons have really helped me over this period, meaning the pandemic, especially having my lessons on screens most of the day. These lessons have made me feel really relaxed and comfortable. I also feel that I have to concentrate more on how I do each exercise as you are not physically there. So I, I mm -hmm. just thought, Great, yep. great. Someone that was one. Doing some thinking for themselves. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, another, so a 16 year old um, female student, a remote Alexander technique requires a lot more independence. 
I prefer hands-on, one-to-one, but it definitely works. It's still beneficial, but more challenging. So I just thought, okay, she enjoys the yeah. one-on-one, yeah, um, hands-on, but it's still beneficial. Um, I just was so pleased with both of those. Um, and uh, I'll just read another, a final one, which is also quite sure. short. Um, I find AT online harder than hands-on AT, as you have to think about it more for yourself. However, I look forward to AT lessons, whether or not it is online, as it is, is a time to really relax into your own body. I feel Alexander Technique offers you moments to pause and think about what is happening in each part of your body. And that's a 13-year-old who's only had um, I don't, probably... At that point, he'd probably had about 11 half-hour lessons. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? It is fascinating to me that the power of this, this method of teaching. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of been brought on our profession uh, mm-hmm. by an external event. But mm-hmm. uh, another thing that a lot of teachers have said, maybe you would agree with this, that even if... the uh, teachers who are using online, even if and when they go back to in-person teaching, they're gonna, their teaching is going to be different as, as a result of their online teaching. What do you think about that? Do you mean, I'm, I'm not sure um, my connection was then fully, oh. fully there. Did, oh, yeah. The, the Did you, um, were you asking how it's changing the teaching? How they might change their in-person teaching later on yeah yeah. i i mean i feel mine has changed completely because um i used to be quite reliant on the hands-on feedback and actually you don't need it um you know it doesn't need to be so dominant um and maybe for a teenager that's quite reassuring not to be touched by you know by a person Um, uh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, um, and, and just using all of your senses, observation and listening, just, and the whole body language. Um, you know, I think at first it was sort of, you sort of want to put your hands through the screen and think, oh, let me just use my hands to convey what I mean. But when that's not possible, you get much more um, articulate and skilled at describing um, and using using more observational powers to um, to learn about your pupil and, and stay connected with them. Yeah. Is there anything else you you would like to say to a teacher that is contemplating this move to online teaching? I would definitely recommend it because it, it's it's so accessible for the student as well as for ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. We, you know, we can have, of course, a wider reach because we don't have to be in a particular location. Eight billion potential. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I would really recommend it. Well, I think this would be a good place to end our conversation. Uh, my guest has been Angela Bradshaw. She teaches in Woking, Surrey, and she teaches online. I'll put a link to her website by the interview. And if you want to book a lesson with her, send her an email, right? <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank Thanks you so much, Robert. Well, thank you so much. This has been a really, it's been a pleasure uh, talking to you. It's been a pleasure to speak to you too. Thank you. Really great to see you.